Hey there, Smelly Bellies. This is Mike. And Phil. And this is a Smelly Cast podcast. Holy crap. You may, f- you may have forgotten that because it's been a long time since we've done anything. Well, you know, I just think of this as kind of like season two. Oh, yeah. That's, we, had, we had our mid-season break. Yeah. Well, we had that one break way early on that that was like, that was after our pilot episode, you know, and we got a couple recorded and then we weren't sure if we'd get picked up. And yeah, then we, we, did, did. we did. And we got a full season order. Right. And then the season ended. Yeah. And now here we are. Episode 20. Season yeah, 2. It works. I'm okay with that. Totes. I, I am okay with that. Um, I do think that it's interesting that both of these happened when I went back to school. Both times. Well, yeah. It's all my fault. Okay. But I'm excited to be back. I love you, Mike. I love you, Phil. This I'm is so great. glad we're back. Let's get a little intro music. Uh, hit it. Okay, sorry, my uh, my little system screwed up there. So that's okay. Well, yeah. Well, episode let's, twenty. Let's do this. Let's get started. Uh, I'm gonna bust into some soda pops. Cool. Here we go. love that sound all right tonight i'm drinking the reading draft blueberry birch i've been saving this one for a while Ooh. oh it's like neon blue it's crazy looking Whoa. i can see him in but case in anyone's a, wondering it's in a black bottle so i couldn't tell the color well it smells very looks like, like romulan ale like kind of like candy blueberry mm. so i i had a reading draft uh just a regular birch beer uh like a week ago and i really liked it um, I hope that tastes like a warhead, right? the blueberry warhead. Whoa. I'm not really getting very much blueberry at all. I'm definitely getting the birch, but it almost is like a, like a cotton candy, uh, mm. like birch, you know? Yeah. But it's not like super strong or super sugary. It's pretty light. It's good. That's awesome. I don't my know if, drink. I, if I could like recommend it, but. Well, my drink is something I had to try out. I actually tried it out this weekend. Well, it's the new Mountain Dew Lemonade. What? Yeah. I haven't heard about this. Yeah, Mountain Mountain Dew Lemonade. It's the Call of Duty one. Oh. They have two. They have Game Fuels back out, and then they have Mountain Dew Lemonade. And it tastes like a good lemonade, a nice carbonated fizzy lemonade. Really? The, the problem is it's like 170 calories in a can, Ooh. which is a lot. Yes, it is. So it's just, you might as well just drink lemonade. Um, how 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 tart is it? Um, it's more sweet than tart, honestly. Really? Like it? Yeah, it's it doesn't have like the bitter taste of like a lemonade, like a fresh squeezed lemonade. It's more of just like a sugary lemonade. See, and that I like that kind of tart, almost sour flavor that you get yeah. from the lem- from like a fresh squeezed lemonade. So. That's what that's what makes it for me, and that's where like every fake lemonade falls short in my mind. Yeah, absolutely, I, I can agree with that. So anyway, something to check out. I would not recommend it to many people. I, well, I won't buy it again. It's just huh. if I'm going to drink that much sugar, I'll drink a Dr Pepper. Yeah, you'll actually enjoy it, and there will be less sugar. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Good soda okay. news. I'm a fan. I like it. 
Awesome. I can well, dig it. Well, that's that's the end of the soda then. Mike, things have changed in the world of electronics. Yes, they have. Technology has advanced. So, um, a lot. It's gotten pretty cool. Like, there's been a, new phones have been announced since season yeah. one. So, uh, the new the new iPhone is the big one for me because the big, big Apple. I'm a big Apple fanboy, and it is and the big one. It is the big one. It's a monster. Yeah. Like, so okay, so I have this phone. And I, I, I really debated. I was like, should I get the six plus? You know, I'm like, I've got big hands, and you know, I I plan on gaining more weight this winter, so my fingers are gonna get fatter. <laughs> I need to have that kind of screen space. You need something you can slap your sausage fingers on and make it work well. Exactly. I get it. But uh, I ended up saying, you know what? No, I'm just gonna go with the six, and then if if I feel like that's just not cutting it for me, then I'll go to the six plus. Nice. So I've got the six, got it in space gray, 64 gigabertz, perfect size for me. I always was running out of space on the 16. Gigabertz. So I was planning 16 on, gigs? Yeah, that's what I had my last oh, one. Oh, that sucks. So I was planning on getting the uh, the 32, and so when they got rid of that and just had the 64, I was like, sweet. Lucky. So I got to say, though, like I honestly think this is the best iPhone yet. Like It is solid. The bigger screen does so much for me. I love yeah. it. It's beautiful. It's got it's got a great new design. Um, I was worried about it being too slippery because I'm a no case kind of guy and I'm a no screen protector guy. Like I live on the wild side. Me too. Know? And uh, but I, I haven't really had any problems. Of course, my wife's. You know, we slap that sucker in a big old like otter box and lock it down with a key so that she can't take it off. A titanium exoskeleton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Purchased from Stark Industries. Yeah. Because, like, did you see, like, how horrible it was doing on the drop tests? No. Like, horrible. Like, you drop it on that corner, the whole thing just explodes. Really? Like, <laughs> that sucks. Yeah. So, anyway, that that's kind of interesting. But Yeah. So, I was in uh, – so, you have the 6. And what do you think of the screen size? Do you, do you wish you had more or are you happy with it? You know, I'm really happy with it because already, like, I can't quite reach – everything on the right side anymore and it's so funny because that's like what apple's biggest selling point used to be like oh yeah we purposefully keep it this size because that way you can reach everything with your fingers right and so yeah they've got the little double tap to move everything down which i think is just stupid but yeah i never use it either so So i was in i was in phoenix this weekend and both of my cousins have the the plus okay it's huge it yeah. is huge. I ha- I haven't even held one yet. I want to touch it. Yeah. So in in speaking with him, my cousin, he's always been a big Apple fan, and he's always had every iPad, and he loves the Mini, and he raved about the Mini when it came out, and then and I love my Mini. Yeah. yeah he now doesn't even use his iPads. Yeah, that's my because, problem too. Because it's that perfect gap between an iPhone five and an iPad Mini, so he doesn't need them. Right. And so it's yeah the the debate for me like I didn't upgrade this year. Um, I could have I, with something on a family plan, but I didn't. And that's just because I have my iPad and I have my iPhone and the two do the job for me. Right. They get the job done. Yeah, it's true. But I got to tell you, so this guy I work with has like an iPhone 4. Yeah. And like I just saw it sitting on the desk. I'm like, look at that thing. Like <laughs> it looks like a toy. Yeah. Like I picked it up and I held it like right next to it. It is crazy small. Like, 
it honestly felt like a toy in my hand and he didn't have a case on it or anything and i was like this thing's fat and it's tiny <laughs> and i was like it's almost kind of cool yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's so funny it's just interesting to see how they've evolved and like they've had to acknowledge that yeah everybody wants that bigger screen you know and not necessarily a six inch screen google i mean come right. on so like their new nexus only comes in a 5.95 inch screen like that thing's huge man yeah i thought it was big when it was a 5.2 but it's crazy yeah well i'm i'm glad you're enjoying it and i think it would be interesting to hear smelly nations uh or smelly bellies thoughts on this smelly belly nation yeah <laughs> i just made that up i love it I love we it. should make stickers and send them out to our I want to make some stickers for sure I want to do some t-shirts too you could do some giveaways yeah that sounds fun we should talk about that off air for Let's sure see. noted cool well uh, so with the new iPhone they also announced the, the Apple Watch did you see this did you have I, a look at I've it I've heard about it and yeah. I, I, all I saw was a lot of people basically saying people have beat you to this there are yeah but that's the thing, like Apple hasn't always has never been the first to market. You know, they always just come in and then they just they they make something that's so much better. You know, they zoom, weren't they weren't the first with, with smartphones. They weren't the first with uh you know with MP3, with MP3 players. players, with even tablets, all that stuff. Apple just comes in and then they say, This is the standard that this should be held to and that everybody goes, what? Oh, this is awesome. I didn't even realize that it could be this good. Very and so that's that's what I think the Apple Watch is going to be. It's going to be a wearable. But the problem is, is I don't feel like I'm the target market. Like, and, and that has never, I've never felt that way with Apple. Like I've always, every product that Apple's created, I've always been like, ooh, I want that. But with the Apple Watch, I'm like, what am I going to do with that? I don't wear a watch. Yeah. Like I do I do wear a fitness tracker on my wrist, so that kind of is like a watch, but I have no screen or anything on it. But uh so so like yes, the health statistics and the pulse reading is very appealing to me, but it's not enough to justify the price tag. What was the price? It's like 350 for the base one. Maybe not. Maybe crazy. it's 4 maybe it's 450. Just seems double, crazy to me. That's a lot double, of money. Double checking. Well, especially if it's not um you know, like contracted or like right. subsidized with the contract from like, cause it won't, it's like standalone, you know? And it's, I think it's going to be the same thing that iPads have, have become because iPads are not like the phones where they're like, you, you want the next one all the time because the iPad doesn't require that, you know, like you yeah, only need the iPad to work. Yeah. I still have a three. So then there was the four and then there's the, the air. Right. And I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. That's just that's what's interesting to me. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, well, I don't know. There's definitely a demographic that, that loves the watch, and it's the Nixon crowd. Yeah. And, yeah and those are the ones bought- who buy the, the wood custom watches that are being made now. They're the ones who buy. I mean, they spend a lot of money on their watches. And for me, I read a book once called The Millionaire Next Door, and one of the questions they asked these guys who are millionaires is, how much you spend on watches and the majority of them like 98 percent of them said they've never spent more than a hundred dollars on a watch so yeah i did tweet out a watch the other day that i just fell in love with but the problem is it costs six grand oh geez <laughs> oh but it's beautiful right 
That's when you get into the craftsmanship and it's a work of art. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so these are the prices. This is what they announced. They announced it at three forty nine for the sport level, which is the base level, four forty nine for the watch level, and then five forty nine for the edition level. I don't know if that's right. But like I think the edition is made out of eighteen karat gold. Um Holy the, crap. The four forty nine one is is it's like made out of kind of the brushed met black. Uh, so it would match kind of like the space gray, I think. Yeah. And then the sport, I think, I don't think it's made out of plastic, but it kind of has that kind of more colorful bands and the band is like silicone instead of like leather or metal. Um, but my problem is I, I just don't, uh, I don't know how I'll use that. Um, and so something else that I'm curious about is cause I do, so I wear a Fitbit and I love it. I love having that insight into my day and like how active I'm being and they've, they've helped build it and make it way better. But, uh, I'm just curious cause Fitbit just, uh, they accidentally, like somebody released it on, on accident. They're new. They're two new ones and they're new one that incorporates like pulse stuff and some, some basic like caller ID stuff. Um, that one's going to go for two forty nine, and, mm. How, that one is the one that kind of makes me go, huh? Maybe I could pay for that. And then mm. if I'm thinking two forty nine, it's like, well, maybe I should pay the extra hundred bucks for the Apple. the Apple product that's all built out and all that stuff. So I don't know. They're definitely going after the fashion market, like they've been all the, in all these fashion shows. And you didn't see that with any of the Android like wearable stuff. Um, at least I didn't. I didn't. It wasn't as prevalent. But then again, I didn't. Uh, I'm not super into that crowd either. Yeah. I'm not a wearable guy. Yeah, so the watch, man, it's it's just an interesting thing. It's there's a kid here and I don't know which watch it is, but he has he was showing me that he can put on different faces on his watch on the digital display. And the one that I really nerded out about was the golden eye watch. So it's the watch face from Goldeneye that shoots the laser. Oh, cool. Yeah, super cool. So, well, it's got to be either that then like the there's an LG, there's a Sony, and I think a Motorola. Yeah, and I don't know, probably the Motorola. It's Google, you know. Is it square so, or round? It was round. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it, the thing is, it's a novelty, and it's not something that I get kicks about anymore. Like it used yeah. to be cool for me to go into Hot Topic and buy the Duck Hunt shirt or the Mega <laughs> yeah. Man a bit pixelated eight bit shirt, and it's just not my thing anymore. So. Right. Well, and it doesn't, it's not something that I need to be more productive or to, or do something better in my life. Um, you know, cause I use my phone for everything for that. And I, I use my phone for, for play and for productivity and I don't see how I could use the watch to be productive. Yeah. So unless maybe it was like had like ingress built into it. Right. I could like just hack while I'm walking. <laughs> that would be awesome. Good old ingress, man. I really got into that when I got out here. I haven't played it in a while, but I, oh, I think I'm level six already. Like I jumped from one to six in a matter of three weeks. Dude, you need. So they just announced today that in honor of like the two year anniversary, everything is like double X, double AP for all of your like links and fields and like all this stuff. So and like every portal will return three times the amount of stuff. Really? Um, yeah. And that's right now. Yeah, it started today. They announced oh it at like twelve thirty. Hack today. everything on my way off campus here. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so cool. yeah, and then you get a special badge. If you're a level three, you get a bronze one, and if you're a level nine, which I'm hoping to get by then, 
uh, you're uh, you get a silver one. So that's cool. I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. Awesome. Well, so you've got a little uh, a little game news that I, that I yeah. don't have. That yes. I wish I had, but I'm lame. So upon returning to the world of student life, I found myself with some spare time, and so I purchased this game that I had been waiting for for many moons. What's it called? Like, like, Fate. Doppelganger. <laughs> Destiny. Oh, oh yeah, Destiny. Destiny. I've heard of that. So <laughs> obviously, I'm excited because it's Bungie, and yeah, you grow up and you're you're a, you're a Halo nerd. And you which you which let's clarify you were more than like the Halo nerd you were like the Halo king yeah, I was the Halo good. king of Utah we were pretty good I think yeah we we got into it in high school was I was lucky just ago. to be in your presence whatever I didn't even have an Xbox back then it's true it's very true well I was excited and so I I purchased it and I started playing and I was immediately somewhat disappointed in the fact that it is a knockoff of Halo in the terms that the gameplay is the same. You have an, an AI, like an artificial intelligence that kind of follows you around and talks to you and guides you through things and does things and hacks computers. And I'm like, this is freaking Cortana. Huh. And it's cool because the gameplay's fun. The, the shooting is very reminiscent of Halo 1 and 2. So the fighting is more like robust but that's probably a good thing yeah so that's great but apparently there's only like eight hours of gameplay in the story mode which we're getting more and more of i mean look look at titanfall you know that was like an hour yeah i didn't even, i bought it and then i never even finished the story mode like no. i played for an hour of training and didn't pursue it further it is fun with because the multiplayer aspect of it is fun, especially if yeah, you're playing with someone else. Yeah, it's all in-game multiplayer now, so yeah, you're running around, yeah. and it's like people from the internet are running around, killing, even if you don't have Xbox Gold. Because my Gold expired, and I'm playing huh. with people online, but it's not like the multiplayer like battle arena that they have. Huh, interesting. So, 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 yeah, so I mean, how would you say the graphics compare? Because you are on a one. Yeah, graphics are great. I will say the graphics are great. Um, would would you say that they're unique for Bungie, or did they feel like more of the same? Like, the world like feels, it could almost be the world feels a lot like Halo. Yeah, like the, almost like it could be the same like Halo universe type of thing. Yeah, to a degree, it's based off of Earth. Um, you start off in like older Russia. Hmm. So that's unique. The aliens remind me there's some that remind me of the aliens from halo 4 or the the bad guys in halo 4 but that's 343 so it's not bungie but and they're definitely not as like childlike or kitty as halo was halo's bad guys were almost cartoonish huh right so yeah okay so yeah i mean i don't know everyone i've talked to who's played online was disappointed at how quick it was over and I guess I realize I'm only like two or three levels away from beating the game. So you compare that to something like Borderlands, which the pre-sequel just came out, which is awesome. And by the way, if you are playing that, follow Borderlands on Twitter. They always give out um, golden keys, which allows you to open chests and get awesome upgrades. But if you play play Borderlands, I just started playing Borderlands 2 because I've had it and I wanted to, to catch up with it. And 
that is just hours upon hours upon hours of gameplay and like lots of side missions and stuff tons and i love yeah. that i live for yeah that. you do so yeah you're a completionist you know you I want that 100 percent. i do i do i once That's replayed cool. grand theft auto 4 just so i could beat it in 30 hours so i could get that award <laughs> so so yeah i mean for those of you who've played destiny i'd be interested in hearing your thoughts please hit me up on twitter at, at p hudson but um in general the kind of consensus is that it's not that good hmm. so mike yeah that's interesting I would love it makes to me... play, i'd love to play with you but i don't think it's worth your money i think we're gonna have more fun with call of duty yeah we are advanced warfare so that's gonna be fun that is gonna be fun i'm excited i i think it's gonna be because i didn't play very much of ghosts I think I'm going to have a lot to catch up on. I think I'm going to be pretty rusty because I haven't ghosts. played hardly any at all. And I enjoyed so, Ghosts a lot. It was fun. Yeah. yeah. I liked it. Not as much as Black Ops 2. And so that's where I'm really interested to see how uh, Sledgehammer kind of does this new yeah. this new uh, development. Looks great. So, well, I think it's time for us to just get into to some movies. Yeah, let's do here's it. A little, here's a little... And now our feature presentation. Uh, childhood yeah. right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Phil, did you see this movie? Maybe the greatest movie of the year, in yeah. my opinion. I, I did say that. You did? I said that. Well, on the Twitter. I agree with you. On uh, the Twitter. I've got, I've got a little uh, soundbite queued up here that I'd love to play for the listeners. Bum, bum, bum. Here we go. Someday. Beautiful wife, handsome husband. Wife goes missing on her anniversary. Nick Dunn. Did you kill your wife? We need to prepare your defense. And if we decide to go with your version of the truth. This man may truly kill me. In her own words. Well, you bumped up Amy's life insurance to 1.2 million. Because she told me to. It's your wife, Nick! This is a ticking time bomb. What about my son, Nick? Gone Girl. Rated R, October 3rd. Ooh. So great. Yes, it was. So, I don't know about you, but I was I was skeptical going into this movie. And I wasn't sure how I would like it. You know, of course, you know, uh, we've got David Fincher, right. right? We've got Trent Reznor. Yeah. And Atticus Mero. Rose. And Atticus Rose, yeah. Ross and Ross yeah maybe um, you know and then and then the wonderful Ben Affleck yeah and but I was still a little on edge I was like what is this even about you know because um, the trailer the trailer does not explain at all it is probably one of the best trailers I've seen in a long time in the fact yes. that it has no giveaway which and I and I loved that yeah. about it right like that honestly was solid um and then honestly, what I think got to me the most is I was watching Jimmy Fallon and he did a little interview with, with Ben Affleck before it came out. And he talked about how he had read the book and it was, and he was just blown away by the book and he felt like the movie just carried on with that. And having that endorsement for me, just was like, okay, that's what I'm seeing. Late night movie club going on Tuesday. So I looked out and they had a, they, because I'm at an art school and we have the largest independent cinema in the entire state of New Mexico on our campus, 
we get a lot That's of the cool. New York. Yeah, it's awesome. So all of the movies on our campus are indies. It's like being at Sundance, and a lot of the films we watch are things that are at Sundance that we didn't get to see. That's so awesome. It's pretty so fun. jelly. Yeah, in one of my classes, I have to watch ten films in that theater to get credit. Boo hoo. Yeah, it's a hard life I live, right? <laughs> so, anyway, one of the so the New York Critics Society, I think it is the Film Critics Society. They do special screenings, and we got to see this the day before it came out. Cool. It's a sneak preview with an interview with the writer after. Really? Right. With with Gillian Flynn. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, um, I wasn't able to hear the stage for that piece, but it was, I mean, all I know is I left that thinking that is how you write a movie. Yeah. That is how you write a film. So solid. Okay. So we're going to get here into the spoiler section. So this is everybody's warning, but, uh, for those of you wondering that maybe haven't seen it, let's just, let's give them a little kind of brief, um, summary of what happened without spoilers let's let's do it without spoilers and then we can get into the spoilers a little later but this is the warning so if you don't want to hear more about this movie other than our awesome recommendation just skip to the next 10 minutes from now yeah <laughs> so ben affleck goes into a bar his bar that he owns comes home and his house has been smashed up and his wife is missing and the police so- yeah, so what does he do? He calls the cops. Yep. Makes sense. Right. He takes them around, but he's being kind of nonchalant about it. Pretty much, yeah. He's yeah. kind of playing off the... He's not as sympathetic as one would expect. So yeah. then the questions start to arise. Mm-hmm. So they, the police show up at his office, and they find a pair of women's underwear, and they're not Ruff sure if roll. it's his wife's. He's not sure if they're his wife's. <laughs> because his wife leaves a scavenger hunt on their anniversary every year. That takes him to different places. Do you want to continue? Oh, yeah, sure. So the investigation continues. He the, he ends up calling his in-laws. They, they come down. Um, it turns out that his wife was kind of this... Uh, not not a celebrity, but she inspired a book series that was extremely popular called Amazing Amy. And uh, and so she has kind of some publicity that kind of follows her throughout her life and kind of compares her to these books. So she gets she gets um, she goes missing and um, her parents come down. They kind of start having search parties, all this stuff. And then things start to kind of unravel. And we start to kind of get a little deeper and, and realize that maybe this is not as clear cut as we as we think. And that's where we get our first like major twist. So this is where we'll get into the spoilers. Yeah. So the first major twist for me was that, you know, Ben Affleck's character, um, Nick, he was, he's um, kind of comes across very nonchalant about this whole situation, and it turns out that he doesn't actually have that good of a relationship with his wife, and he's actually been um, having a relationship with another another one girl. Of his students, yeah, one of his students. He teaches at at a school. Um, one of his students, and uh, and so that was the first one time where I was like, "Holy crap, this guy is so screwed," and uh, and I like. Uh, his sister what was her name uh desi 
no, not not, not Desi. Sorry, Margot. Um, you know, her, she had a great line. She was like, "I was scared for you before, but now I'm petrified." So good. And uh, so it turns out this had been going on, and uh, that was the first major twist for me. What what was the next one for you, Phil? So the next twist is um, when he starts hiding the scavenger hunt notes from his from the police. Yep. I, I would say that was probably the point because you want to believe from the trailers that someone else killed his wife. Yeah. And all or, of a sudden, or kidnapped, or did did something. But they find a lot of blood and. You know, yeah. there's there's evidence that something really bad happened, and at that point I was like, why is this dude not cooperating? Right, and especially where that was a card he was kind of playing the whole time is I'm cooperating, I'm doing everything I can, and then he starts but, hiding stuff. Yeah, and then he shows up at his sister's woodshed, and he opens it up. And it is just full of every toy a man would want. 60-inch TV, remote-controlled helicopters. Ro- robot everything. dog. Yeah, everything. <laughs> robot dog. And um, the, this all comes about because the police start accusing him, showing that he has a credit card in his name, and it's just, like, maxed out for all these purchases. And he opens up his woodshed, and there they are. Yeah, it also shows that he upped the life insurance on his wife's uh, policy. Yeah, so, so that's sketchy. Everything up to this point is like, oh, dude, he's doing it, and then the woodshed. You open that up, and you're like, oh, f, what is going on here? And in the middle of that is another present from his wife. That's right, and in this one, this was the biggest, the biggest twist for me, and this is where my mouth just dropped, and I was like, what? So he opens up this present and it's it's Punch and Judy dolls, right? So from this he's able to figure out that major spoiler that um, that his wife has concocted this plan that she knows that he's been cheating on her and that and so he and she's concocted this plan to make it look like he has killed her, and so immediately you're like, holy crap, this chick is crazy crazy but then it cuts to her and cuts she's, to her she's driving this piece of crap car and she's just chugging soda eating this talking uh, about how she lived this perfect life for him and how he quit being the man she loved and so she was going to go all the way even to the point of killing herself if she needed to just to get back at him right so this is nuts and um so his wife amy dunn is played by rosamund pike <laughs> who i i totally forgot like i forgot that she was in um what was she in? She was in the, uh, she was in, uh, Jack Reacher. Yep. And, uh, Die Another Day. Yeah. Um, of the so, Titans, The World's uh, End. Okay, yeah. So I just had kind of forgotten about her because she never played, like, any of these, like, super, remem- like, memorable characters. And, um, but she was fantastic. And honestly, like, I think she will have to win, um, Best Absolute, Actress for absolutely. this role. She was amazing. And um, so, yeah, it shows her plan kind of, and she just drives off. She's got a big wad of money. She's planning on killing herself and just taking a bunch of pills and just falling into the river and then all this stuff. So she called in the tip for the the police to go check out this woodshed. 
and uh, all this stuff just starts to unravel, and you're just like, "Holy crap! Find, is this really going on?" They find a journal from her that had been yep. written over all the manipulated, course, like all yeah. over the course of this time, where she wrote in fake things that had happened of him hitting her and being abusive, and her last yeah. entry is, "I think he might kill me." Right. Well, and and so like there there was a few things that I really loved about the film. It like. It, the attention to detail was fantastic. You know, um, like the way that they reference, and this might have been part of like the writing in the script. I think it probably was, and probably a lot from the book. But I haven't read the book. I, I'm going to, but um, but I, I think that, you know, like her, as she's driving away, you know, she's been writing in this journal and she's used tons of different pens, right? So it's very clever. And it's something that's just kind of like assumed, like, like, they don't tell that to you. They don't bring that out. And then as she's driving away, she's throwing these different pens out the window. One for a baby, one that's for like uh, like the marriage, like the couple on top of a cake, right? You know, and she just keeps throwing these out the window. And I just thought like little things like that, like really just solidified it for me. And it also made it so that like there weren't, like I couldn't find any plot holes that were not meant to be there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and that's I think that's one of the things that makes it so flexible too as a story is that it's okay for there to be some plot holes because this chick's crazy and she's not she's not all there clearly yeah. you know and so her story doesn't line up his story doesn't line up and so a lot of that is left up to you to kind of determine or say this doesn't add up and very very beautifully written. Oh yeah. So he ends up contracting with like the world's best defense lawyer for murder cases like this, played by none other than the great Medea. Yep, Tyler Perry, so amazing, he's incredible. So, he was so good, and I was, was I, like, I looked up the cast beforehand, and I was like, Neil Patrick Harris, yeah, and Tyler Perry, uh huh, like, comedians. are are we sure? Like in a David Fincher film, they nailed it, and. They nailed both it. nailed it. Yeah, so like they were fantastic. Tyler Perry was so great, funny, so good, and powerful. Yeah, and um, he played the role exactly how I would expect it to be, and better. Um, yeah. So at this point, he starts tracking down Ben Affleck's character starts tracking down her ex boyfriends, and he finds out that one of them who had he had a restraining order, she had a restraining order on him. He's accusing her of basically sleeping with him, then calling in the police, reporting that he raped her. And them finding evidence of, of rape, and basically ruined his life just because she wanted to. Because so, he was kind of trying to step away and break yeah. up with her. So she said, "You're not. I'm not having that." She's. He's now a sex offender, because she decided that she had to be in control. Yeah. So she. So he goes. So Ben Affleck goes on this radio show, and he. He owns the fact that he's been a bad husband. He owns the fact that he cheated on his wife and just totally nails it. And mm-hmm. he basically speaks to her and tells her that he's changed. So as this is going down, she's lost her money, the money that she had. Like she's in this cabin and these kids, these guys, this guy and this girl took it from her. And so she calls up, you look, Patrick Harris's character, who is her old boarding school stalker loved her for the, his whole life this guy she's been stringing along for years tried and, to kill himself when yeah. she tried to break up with him yeah so he ends up um taking her into like his lake house this is incredible beautiful home. oh i want it and he's making references to about how she's like letting herself go and like 
he's, get back uh, he's, to her old self. Yeah, totally yeah. controlling guy. And so she did. So question: When when you saw him kind of going through the house and he was kind of giving him a, giving her a tour, did you did you hear a little bit of Barney Stinson in I there? Because I, I totally did. <laughs> yeah, like he's like talking about like heated floors uh-huh. and like tons of security cameras, and he's like, "This is cool," you know, and like. I was like, oh, totally. Like, yeah. there's just this subtle Barney in there that, like, he just can't escape that because it's obviously part of, like, who he is as an actor and part of. Because that's same not basic character, right? The rich kid. Who, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the playboy. Yeah. That is cool. So he, um, he ends up, like, she ends up playing housewife and he's there just thinking he's protecting her and she concocts his plan on how she's going to get out of this lie that she's made and it's just one of the most intense things i think i've seen in TV. yeah so my god yeah so so she basically realizes that she has because she has no money she gets she gets robbed um was while she was and then so that's why she had to contact desi and um so she contacts him and then she realizes that she can't just stay here with him like she needs to figure out how she's going to do this because you know she she can't go back to her husband so she has to kind of create this situation and so what does she do she makes it look like she was kidnapped and she was being held against her will and so she uses her great experience that she had from her last boyfriend to um to make it look like she had been raped to make it look like she'd been tied up she'd been tied up yep yep and uh and then at the very at, at like when screams in the corner so that oh yeah so like that the camera scared, so the cameras yep. can see her it's brilliant so and then and then while while he, and then she seduces her ex-boyfriend desi to sleep with her and, and while he's or as he's uh climaxing i guess he she she does what she slits his throat right on top and she and he's just right on top of her and wow blood so, everywhere so much blood insane insane amount of blood loving it oh yeah and and that for me was the most like insightful scene because it it really showed me how like to what extent her like to the extent of crazy i guess that she was right like how crazy she actually was yeah because because that just didn't it just didn't phase her like and in her mind you know this was love she was killing for her husband she was finding a way back to him and all this stuff so oh she and then, shows up at his house covered in blood yep yep staggers in at and, this point uh, the police like believe her believe him mm-hmm. but the evidence is so stacked that they have nothing they can do she artificially inseminates herself with frozen semen that he had yep and he ends up stuck with her for the rest of his life. Oh, and what an ending. You know, he, she basically reveals like, oh, I'm pregnant and it's your kid. And he's like, no, there's no way. And, and she says, yep, I used, I used the sample, you know. And, uh, and so out of obligation, he realizes that he can't, he can't just leave this baby stuck with this crazy woman and he can't leave her because now the media is all over this and thinks that they're like the happiest couple, all this stuff. And, uh, it it is just, well, and so, and that's how it ends. You know, it really just leaves you hanging. And and that's my favorite, favorite kind of story where, where it leaves you to make these assumptions about what's What's happening after the story. Yeah. Yeah. 
because I felt like they didn't need to to reveal more. No. You know, everybody in the theater, myself included, went oh right yeah. as it ended. You know, but at the same time, like it was just so so solid of an ending for me. So like, I couldn't have asked for it a better way. So I talked to a couple of people who've read the book, and they said that in the book, you believe you believe that he did it the entire time. Yeah, that's what I've that heard. He killed his wife. Yeah. So obviously, in a film, you can't do that because why would he like go in and freak out about this broken table and someone's broken into his house? That's mm-hmm. played for the camera. That's not played for anyone right. else. Right. There's yeah. no need to do that if you're if you killed her. Yeah. So truly, one of the greatest stories that I think I've ever you know seen on been, the screen, seen and, and and experienced. I'm very excited to to read the book. I think that's going to be really really good. Um, a lot of movies that are, are adapted from a book, I come away from it not really wanting to see to read the book because I'm like, oh, I kind of know how it's going to go. Yeah. But this has got it. Like I know that it's going to be so much more intense in book form um, than it was in film. And I, I mean, I've seen it twice already, and and just absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was great. Go watch it. You need you owe it to yourself. Yes, you do. What kind of star rating would you give it, Phil? Five out of five. Five out of five for me as well. I wavered at first wasn't sure if I would go that high but uh, after kind of seeing it again reanalyzing it um, it is so solid so so solid for me so definitely check it out yeah well Well, we're we're getting uh, close to our time yeah so I think we should just dive into our one favorite thing this week yes so I'll just go real fast Um, okay there's this gentleman by the name of Gil Scott Harris who is no longer alive Huh. He's a musician, and he was one of the first pioneers of like beat poetry back really? in the 70s. And so he's got this really famous poem that's called um, The Revolution Will Not Be Televised. And it's him to like a 70s like beat just talking about how America's in the middle of a revolution, and the revolution is basically consumerism and all these other issues. Well, huh. I guess he got really popular, lost everything, became homeless, and his producer recognized him on the street and said you're Gil Scott Harris he says yeah he's like come with me he brought him in gave him food shelter produced a record with him and then six months later Gil Scott Harris died wow yeah so Drake and Rihanna have remixed one of his songs um, which is pretty famous uh, called I Will Take Care of You but the album is just incredible and I am not one for beat poetry or poetry in general but this class I'm taking has really made me appreciate it and as soon as I heard a clip from the song, I had to buy it, and I bought it on iTunes. So dang, cool. I, I recommend checking it out. Um, Me and the Devil is a great song. Um, I will take care of you. It's a great song. Check them out. Wow, definitely. Gil Scott Harris. I will. Well, so my favorite thing for this week is uh, is one that that is specially targeted just for you, Phil. So this is an app available currently in beta on iOS. Uh, Not sure when they'll get around to the full release. I think it's probably pretty close. But um, this this app is called Restrooms. And uh, it's a restroom rating app. I missed out out on just millions of dollars. You did. You did. So uh, the website that you can go to is restrooms.io. And um, the app is actually, it's very simple, but very well designed. Great icons, great, great stuff. Um, you, can, you can say to add a restroom, 
Um, you can add a new one, or you can add one that is kind of brought in from from Apple Maps. So like, there's, you know, near me, there's like a restaurant that I eat at, or different things, and um, you can go in and you you give it a star rating. You you can add photos of how the restroom looks, um, and then I think you can also write uh, like a text review. Uh, of that restroom uh, and I'm sure once it gets out of beta that they'll probably let you share it out on Twitter and stuff because that just seems like it's totally going to be right up there so um, there's actually no restrooms currently rated near me um, hmm. I'm going to have to check it out I think I might it's be just because it's still in beta so definitely check it out it's it's definitely created just for you Phil <laughs> can't believe that I should have made that app <laughs> no, man. invented restroom reviews yeah, it's very, very well designed. Restrooms.io is the website. Cool. So, well, that's, I do have one, the end. I do have one last message from a sponsor. Oh, wonderful! This Bring is, it on. This is me. I am the sponsor this week. Oh, nice. So, for those of you listening, um, those who don't know, I own and operate my own internet marketing company. And if you, this is a smelly belly offer only. If you <laughs> refer someone to me. I will pay you a recurring 10% commission on any money they spend with me for the life of that contract. Whoa, 10%. So those of you who don't know, there are clients who spend upwards of $5,000 a month. So that would be a $500 check every month as long as that client is with me. So, I'd like to recommend Google.com. I would love that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> So anyway, if you have any referrals, please feel free to send them to me. You can hit me up at phil at rookseo.com. And then a portion of any of those referrals that come in will be used to print stickers and T-shirts, which we will be using to give away. Chikau. Yeah. Totally. It's time. Shameless plug? No, it was beautiful. I loved it. Look at that. We're we're under 50 minutes. It's a miracle. (laughs) Thank you, Smelly Bellies. We love you. Sorry we took so long to get this out, but hopefully we'll get back on track here. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.